The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. Hi, this is Elizabeth Holmes. And you're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. I've been watching The Dropout on Hulu. Elizabeth Holmes and Amanda Seyfried is playing Elizabeth Holmes. And it's really fun to watch. I like it. I'm like on this whole bender of people who are playing people from the Tinder swindler to... The dropout. There was another one. What was that? What was the other thing I was watching where they were like conning people? I don't know. Love is Blind kind of feels like a con in some ways. I'm not sure. So uh, what else is going on? I've been watching that. I like it a lot. It's very fun. It's very enjoyable. Oh, Anna Delvey. I started that, but then I uh, stopped it because it was the worst thing I'd ever seen on television. It feels like, I don't know what, pe- I know people love, um, what's her name? Oh, Shonda. People love Shonda Rhimes. I I think she's incredibly talented, but I do hate all, uh, everything she creates. So look, that's on me. She's clearly wildly popular, but nothing she does is for me. It feels over the top cheesy. It's like all very heavy handed. And all the scenes in the Anna show, by the way, I've watched like 25 minutes, uh, are all like really over the top awful. Uh, but I did watch the Kanye doc. I don't know if I talked about that on the pod last week. I don't think so. But my God, am I like, I I am so into the idea of Kanye and then, and like his music, he's so talented and his story is like, it's the epitome of being a visionary and being intentional and just knowing this is what you're going to do and doing it like incredible. And then you see how he's acting now with Kim and with Pete on social media. And at a certain point, it stops being entertaining and it starts being uh, really, really dangerous and awful. And that's a lot for like when I'm saying that, because like I give people a pretty big pass, like broad strokes pass. But he's he's pushing it. He's pushing it with this video where he's burying Pete Davidson. Like, dude, Pete Davidson, you know, it's bad when I'm defending Pete Davidson. You know, it's bad when I'm saying give Pete a break. But like, come on, this dude, like we're going to you're going to come for him like that. He's not about he's living with his mother in Staten Island eating like bolognese, bolognese. I think it's bolognese, but I feel like every Italian I know says bolognese. I don't know why that is. Like, I remember I used to date this girl and her her family was super Italian, like Roman Catholic Italian. And they would always be like they would abbreviate everything. That was it. The mozzarella, the parmesan, the prosciutto, the prosciutto. The cazone, like it was like you add, you add an extra flair to the, you either shorten the word word or you add an extra syllable at the end. That's how to be a true Italian. Italiano. Anyway, I performed last night at the Kennedy Center with Meg Stalter and uh, there was a host there, Denise Taylor, a DC comedian, but Meg and I had a blast. It was really funny. Like everyone just going up to her and screaming, hi, gay. I was dying. She was talking about how sometimes when people say hi, gay, harshly in their tone or something, she says they know they're she knows they're quoting her, but it can feel like a slur. (laughs) Hi, gay. Uh, And I stayed at the Watergate Hotel, 
which was super like I was like, oh, fuck, I want to do something scandalous. I had nothing to do scan- uh, that would that would be, you know, a scandal. But I definitely wanted to live up to the name. I did not. I'm now in New York performing here all week, which is exciting. Um, by the time this episode comes out, I should have two shows left in New York City. They're on my website at AllieColbert.com. You can also see them on my Instagram at AllieColbert. Um, and today I reunited with Ellie, which when you reunite with an aggressive dog, you kind of have an idea in your head like, oh, I get to like hug and cuddle. No, I get to now have what feels like a rabid raccoon locked in a box in my living room. And it feels good to be back with this absolute monster that's uh, in this little crate in my room. But she was really happy to see me and I was really happy to see her. I actually had butterflies as if I was reuniting with a person um, as I'm watching her for the week. And it's weird that I couldn't like let her know in advance, like, yo, I'll see you tomorrow. Or like, she doesn't know how long this trip is. That feel that part feels a little like, I don't know. I'm putting a lot of human emotions on a dog. Anyway, if you're in New York, come and catch a show. And this week's episode of the podcast, we have on J Train, Jared Freed, and he's the king of dating and his podcast is huge. And this was a great episode. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but all of my episodes have been so good. And I just feel like the conversations have been really fun and interesting and eye-opening. And like, I'm like really into this podcast. Like, honestly, I want to like keep doing it. And so, so Jared and I talked about the Tinder swindler. We talk about hanging out in Florida um, because our parents are like all there now and what Florida culture feels like. We discuss dating multiple people at once, playing the game when you date versus just being yourself and kind of where those two meet dating, but not using the apps. I always hear this. People are like, I want to date, but I don't like the apps. So what does that look like? How do you get set up? Uh, We talk about hooking up with people at shows like fans or having dates come to shows. We talked about how much time you should, you should, I mean, there's no should, how much time you spend with your partner when you live together and when you don't live together and what that looks like and setting up those boundaries Couples that sleep in separate beds for various reasons. We unpack We unpack that. Um, having different tastes in food in relationships. Oh, my God. When I dated someone that didn't eat sushi, I ended that relationship immediately. Like, and I know that's, yeah, that is the jappiest thing I've ever said. And that's the jappiest thing you've, you've ever heard. But if you don't eat spicy tuna, how are you going to eat my punani? No, I'm joking. Could you imagine if I, okay, I'm done with that. Timelines for having children and drinking alcohol versus smoking weed. You know, if you're with a partner, does your partner get lit in the same way that you do? Welcome to the Ali Kovic show. Does your partner get lit like you? All new on this episode. Um, so enjoy the episode. What am I going to tell you to do? I'm going to tell you to tell a friend. Tell a fucking friend. T-A-F-F. Tell a fucking friend. Comment. Guys, comment. You're forgetting to comment on the podcast. Keep subscribing, sharing it, posting it on your Instagram. Um, It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. See you next Tuesday. Enjoy the episode. My personal opinion is I either have to lose 30 pounds or gain 150 pounds to be on TV. <laughs> you you are <laughs> always in this position with your weight where you're yes, saying this. I, I believe. I don't view you as chunky. I, you view yourself as. Chi- is that a childhood belief that you've just carried over into adulthood? Because people see you. I don't think they see Jared's chunky. Sure. I, I appreciate that. I think like food, body, weight is a constant conversation in my home and my family and everything like you know, like, you know, I think we all know, like, if, if you have uh, Jewish parents at all, it's like, eat, eat, eat. Why aren't you eating? Why aren't you eating? And then, like, the next morning, yeah. the next morning, they'll sit you down like it's an intervention. They're like, we got to talk about what you're eating. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> like is that not the most yeah. insane thing? They truly tell you to eat whatever you want. And then they are like, listen, we think you should develop an eating disorder. Yes. And, and it's like the and the lights are dim. And you're like, wait a minute. You were just telling me last night, like you you were like it's whiplash. Yeah, it's really and I like I go to like my parents live in Boca now, so it's like I'm in Mine like too. the the where? They just bought a house in Boca. They're where are they? Oh, I don't know. Oh my god. Are are yours in a community? Of course. Mine aren't in a community. No? No, they oh, went Oh, we gotta talk. You Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. We gotta go to the beach. It's yeah. I love it down there, but it, it is Spanish a little Spanish to, river. I love it. I'm 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 into that. I the thing about Boca is like it's the 
like especially the areas that I'm in with my family, like they're in retirement communities, they're in, amongst people that are a lot like them. It's like the land of the problemless with all the problems in the world. Like they have <laughs> no so, problems and every so problem true. all at once. Yeah, it is <laughs> like, so true. Florida is like I was feeling this way when my girlfriend and I were there, just there. It's like everyone there has kind of you're at a point in your life where you're like, I don't really have ambition anymore for anything. Like I'm just mm-hmm. on cruise control for my life. All of the food yeah. kind of tastes the same. Like yes. the food in Boca is pretty is mediocre wherever you go. I think in Florida it's, in general, they have a lot of like Northeast Italian people that have moved down there. Like and and so every now and again, there's like like kind of the red sauce Italian place. But like there's really not a lot. I mean, like listen, there's a reason there's no Ivy League schools in warm weather climates. <laughs> okay, you know, like it's just not the way it works. You know, right. like people are people go there. They like you know and listen. I love it. That's the other part that like bothers me. I get 10 minutes into Boca and I am a retired person. Like, totally. I, I I'm feel like, we better. should move. Yeah. There. Yes. Yes. And I feel better. And I'm like, you know, I would lose all. I know I would lose all drive because there are days where I'm like, I'm just going to go to the beach and have a white claw. Like I've done that <laughs> on a Tuesday. You it, know? It's so easy to lose all focus and to just be like, OK, well, I'm just fucking hanging out here now. I don't even remember my mailing address. Like I'm just going to be chilling. <laughs> I'm just chilling in these yeah. communities. Everything looks the same. It's like it's really enjoyable. Have you yeah. seen the Tinder Swindler? Tell me your thoughts on it. My thoughts on it. I think they did. Uh, so I watched with my mom actually in Boca. My mom was like, it's too slow. You know, like she, she and I agreed. <laughs> yeah. I agreed with her. It started a little slow and then it sped up. And I just can't believe that that guy like now coming out of it, he's like getting an agent and like he's winning like, a little disgusting. bit. And it, it really is. And it's like, you know, I, I think to me. It is funny. They call it the Tinder swindler because like that's like the hot thing. That's what gets people to look at it again. Like going back to like, what's the game here? Like, how do we fuck with people? Like he was also a babysitter and a driver. Like this was a con man. Right. But they cut they they bill it. And and you saw that like these women get feedback that they're gold diggers like this devil's advocate person that exists out there is such a piece of fucking dog shit. Like I, I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. no, this guy is a a genius. First of all, let's give him credit. Like he's a con man genius. Like, and for people to say like, like you saw it in that woman's interview, the first woman that got interviewed yeah. and it's like a little, they did her a disservice. They do make her sound a little sad. She's like, oh, come on. We all want the, the Prince and the, and the Disney movie. And she says all the things that like without any other side to it, you go, how desperate are you for a relationship? But then if you're okay. in her shoes, I, I do understand why. Like, yeah, you go to the four seasons. Some guys having coffee. He puts you in a jet like I can understand getting swept away. And she's one. And I'm sure there's other people that didn't get swept away. You know, as many this guy, he got, he finds a lot of marks, I'm sure. But it, it so to me, it was like interesting that like they got bad feedback at all. Like to see that these women got like you're a gold digger. It's like, no, you're someone who has never been approached by someone in a four seasons. Right. You know, you know I mean, I mean? To, <laughs> yeah. But that's the story of trolls everywhere is that like, I know. no matter what happens, I mean, generally like this is a I don't know if this is reflective of that, but like women on TikTok, like I could post anything on TikTok and the trolls are like, oh, you shouldn't mm-hmm. do comedy, blah, blah, blah. And like that just comes up with like any any woman on like a larger scale. Like, do you think it would be the same thing if men were being swindled? No, of course not. It'd feel no, horrible for I, the men. The male version is the strip club movie. Hustlers. Right. That's what I was hustlers, thinking. you know, right? Like yeah. because men fall for different things, you know, like sex men and just get drunk. You know, yeah. Just yeah. get drunk and sex and, you know, look, you know, being told that they're like wonderful and all right. this stuff. And it's like and these women seem to be like they need love, they were the sensation of love, love, love and a life, you know, like they could see the life like her looking at the apartments like you're like, I Oh, I did it's such see a female con. Oh, and and he was he knew exactly what he was doing. What did you yeah. think? I think, you know, I thought it was very interesting. My first thought was it's not illegal to ask the person you're dating for money. No, well that's <laughs> that's why he's gotten <laughs> off. You know, like yeah, it's it's interesting that they're like, "Well, you gave me money. Goodbye." You know, yeah. like I'm borrowing some cash. And like, even though it's not $20, it's just 8,000 or, you know, 20,000. Right. 
I mean, I had a lot of sympathy for the women. I feel frustrated for them. I feel disappointed for them, like all of those things. But if I'm dating someone and I say, can I have $20,000 and they give it to me, I'm not breaking a fucking law. You know how many times I've given money to the people I'm dating or asked them for like, I mean, that sounds weird, but like, I'm not like, I just, just in terms of everyday dating, you're always giving them, you're paying for dinner. You're paying for this and that. You can't then say like, oh, they're not who they said they were. Everyone's a fucking Tinder swindler. No one is who they are on these fucking apps. (laughs) I mean, not to that extent, but if you're taking out a loan, I would think twice. Well, that was the other thing. Like this, like I, I, what, what, what bothers me is this faux shock that he has the ability to speak to this many people at once. Like there was also that element where you're like, like what you're saying is so on the money where it's like, you know, this is happening. Like, let's not believe that these women are dumber than the next person. It's just different levels. You know, $20 versus 20,000 come over and hang out instead of going on a date. Hey, I can't make it because I'm busy of work. Like these are all small swindlings, (laughs) but like that we're all involved in. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be male, female, but this is what, you know, they had that West Elm Caleb guy, you know, like right. he was like the he he's the poor version of this guy. Right. And over time, that West Elm Caleb story has gone away. And like the worst we heard from him was that he sent dick pics. This is well, from what I can know. you remind me what that what his play was. So, the, so here's the scenario was he was on dating yeah. apps as a first. He's a furniture designer for West Elm. Right. And I, I think the story goes and we did a whole podcast on it. So I, I and we had like the timeline. There's a sketchy timeline, but okay. basically from the way I understand it. And I I don't think I'm too far off is a woman who posts on TikTok that she's about dating. She posts, hey, I'm going out with this great guy. I just went out with this great guy. And then someone else. See, the, the video goes a little bit viral because things can go off on TikTok. And someone goes. I went out with that same guy. You should be warned of this guy. And then uh-huh. that goes a little viral. And then it becomes, I met match with him and then I match with him and I match him. And it becomes like a kind of a version of like John Tucker must die where it's like, and, and you know, there's good in that where it's like women warning women, like, Hey, I went out with this guy. I had a bad experience. Good luck to you. And I think like a lot of dating advice to me, and I'm always a, Hey, it's raining out. Here's your umbrella. Like, I do think it's nice to say, Hey, this guy, was love bombing and then ghosted. And then you go, okay, because then he was sending the same playlist to a bunch of women. And then he's texting with people. And then, but all these people had this like weird shock that he could talk to 20 people in a week. And it's like, let's stop acting shocked at normal. Like, <laughs> let's stop. At, you know, like, I totally like, agree. Some, some right? people are blown away that people can like be talking to 15 people at once. I've spoken to tons of people at once. Yeah. And and also you're not keeping track. You don't have a big spreadsheet. Most people, I'm sure there's someone out there with a spreadsheet of some sort, but I'm saying yeah. most people don't have a spreadsheet of like, okay, said hello to number one and match with number <laughs> two and, and, and gone on dates with number three. It's like, no, this is all a mess. And it's all, and people are throwing a lot of shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. And it's like, you know, I, I think what the dating apps have done is given, you know, the dating apps give men a superpower to be at a bar all hours of the day. And you, that is you know, such a good way of putting it. Right. So it's like in, and there used to be a thing called a stud. There was a dude who could go to bars and fucking pick up chicks and he was good at it, but you needed time, money, energy. Now with a dating app, you don't need any of those things. You can do it in between, you know, on your toilet, on the toilet, on the toilet, on the ride to the date you're going on. You can swipe. And then sometimes it inserts into your little merry-go-round of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You know, when you go on the apps, when you open up your phone, you go on all five of the apps. And then when you're single, sometimes the dating app infiltrates that little go, you know, ring around the rosy, so to speak. So it's like, you know, for people, I think like, what what hurts dating so much is shock and and shock looks a lot like judgment because when people act shocked and then people feel bad about saying the things that are going on and commiserating on these things. It's like, no, everyone's talking a, a lot. of Not everyone, but people are on here talking yeah. to multiple people. Yeah, that is the that is the shit storm you are walking into. So like the, so let's not act like, yeah. you know, naive right. to this. What do you think though about the distinction between I'm talking to a lot of people 
I'm, you know, I date a lot of people. I'm going to drinks with a bunch of people or, well, and in addition to that, like I'm sleeping with a roster of people that like, I, I don't know. Most people are like, I sleep with these people. We have comic, we have communications about who they're with, or I'm having relationships with like 10 people. Like, I think the difference is, I mean, and no one is, no one is even saying those relationships are monogamous. It's just like, Mm. it's just like, I'm hooking up with Six people at once. This is John. He lives in Williamsburg. This is Kelly. Whatever. This is the problem with these labels we've created that we assume everyone has the same definition. Yeah. Like, and like, you know, when someone says we're exclusive, but not in a relationship or we're in a relationship or we're casual, we're just talking. You know, these are all ways of not communicating, even though they feel like communicating. Uh You know, so it's like, you know, like, oh, I'm talking to Jared. Well, what the fuck does that mean? You know, like, does that mean you're talking to other people? Like, everyone does that instead of like, right? You know, hey, Jared, I'm I'm only seeing you, and and that's why, like, I don't really, you know, I've been, I like, I think the talk is stupid. I think asking people where they're I, at is I stupid. Agree. Like, I agree. It's like you have to. I call it the reveal. It's like the minute you reveal to someone where you're at, they make a decision, and sometimes a decision doesn't happen in that moment, but it will be coming. So it's like, you know, if you're, you know, so I think like waiting for other people to like make decisions for you, you're going to be led to a really disappointing place. So that leads me into this thought on how much of the game do you really play? Because I'm I'm torn between, look, the game is bullshit, like being, you know, just playing like cool or playing interested or just being like. I'm going to just fucking be myself, authentic mm. all the way, honest the entire time. But that can kind of freak people out. What middle ground is I, that? Like, what do you think? See, I don't think there's such a thing as freaking people out. Like, I really like, you know, to me, like you and I are having a conversation. We are within the realms of sanity. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to like, like we don't just show up at someone's house and start pissing on the floor and being like, this is mine now. Like, no, we're we're not like, you know, like everyone's like, I'm we again, words that we've kind of like bastardized, like everyone calls themselves crazy. It's like, no, crazy is fucking crazy. Crazy is like institutionalized. Crazy is like, you know, most of us are at the center. And this is sad to realize most of us are at the center part of the bell curve. Most of us are pretty average. So it's like whatever you feel is an average feeling. <laughs> a very good and wonderful feeling, but also average. Yeah. Also very much like so. If you're like, hey, I want to text this person. I haven't heard from them. You're right. You know. And if you and if you're like, well, I you know I texted them earlier today and I haven't heard back and it makes me feel bad. You're right. Text them again. You're right. You're always right. Your feelings are always right. The problem is, and this happens in dating, and this happens to me all the time. Uh, you have one person who their experience is, lives in the tail ends of the bear, of the bell curve and it worked out for them. Mm. So, you know, we we these exceptions love to talk about their exceptions. Like people and with, with dating, your friend who met, you know, started dating from across the country and it wasn't great at first for us, but now we're in a loving relationship. They love talking about their story. Their story is so fucking interesting because <laughs> they're because they beat all the odds. Right. So you rare you hear that story. It's like the trolls. The trolls. There's less of them, but they're louder. They 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 hit you harder. So like it's always like no, I didn't feel it for the first seventeen dates, but then I went on the eighteenth, and whoa, he really <laughs> turned it around. Right. And it's like you you never hear from you know the story is way more boring from the couple that's like yeah we've been married for five years we met on an app and went on a few dates and it just kept going and that was it you know like but that's yeah. a more normal story and and he didn't text me back after a third date and I was a little anxious about it and I text him being like hey where have you been and he was like oh what's up. That's a, a, a story right. that most happens. Right. And this other story of, oh, no, we, you know, he ki- we kissed on the first date and he it was, he was a bad kisser. But now oh, I trained him. him. What's, what? <laughs> you know, trained him. You know, it's like it's like these people never shut the fuck up because now they're in a relationship and they only have their, you know, extracurricular story, their 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 tail end story. Right. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I think that women feel more often than men, but maybe this is just this is an outdated opinion that if they tell a man, 
I mean, I even get this because I, I in the past when I was dating and yeah, this makes me a less evolved person. If someone told me they were interested in me too early on, I would completely run the other way. I don't think that makes you less evolved. I think it, you know, takes a little bit of the, you know, the heat off of it. You know, yeah. like I, I, I really genuinely don't think you would feel that way with someone you're enjoying. Like I, I don't know. Totally. Like, you know, that's, and that's I, the, that's I, the I, truth. Yeah, and and that's the scariest part is like a lot of these things is like, oh, I have to own the fact that this person is nice enough to fuck me, but not nice enough to be with me. Yeah. And that's a hard thing, especially like, you know, I, I think our generation, we had to deal with that. We have to deal with that like reality more than maybe past ones, because past ones, it was like, you know, this idea of casual sex, like it, it was, uh, you know, not really as open and cool. You know, the idea that we can say, you know, oh, are we dating dating or are we just, you know, fucking, you know, right. like that's right. not something another generation really had access to. <laughs> right. So we're getting used to that. Yeah. And. I have a lot of friends that say this and I wonder what you think about it. I'll have friends that say, I'm really interested in find, finding a partner. I want to be in a relationship, mm. but I hate the dating apps. So I'm not going to use the apps. I'm going to just see if I can meet someone in person. Are they fooling themselves? Is that a lack of commitment? What the fuck even mm. is not dating on apps these days? So I'm not on any apps. I deleted them. And again, this you is deleted them. I deleted them. And this is like, you know, again, that's not to say that like when this comes out, they I won't be on an app. Like, I, the, here's the problem. Yeah. The the most and I'm with your friends that are like, I think deleting them is a good thing. Take a mm -hmm. reset. Mm -hmm. Give it a shot. Why not? The problem is when you delete apps, people take that as like you're not trying. And that's not that's the case. how I take it. That's not. The, that's how I yeah, take it. I don't think I don't think that's the case at all. Like, it's like, you know, uh, you know, I, I think the apps are the most accessible. They're the, e they're the most accessible and they're the worst version of meeting someone. The, okay. least access the least accessible is getting fixed up by a friend. It's also the hardest to get. There's a reason for these things. More accessible, worse, but easier to use. <laughs> you know, less accessible, yeah. great, but really hard to find. Right. And, you know, to me, you know, if I'm this person who's deleted the I'm I am that person who's deleted the apps when someone says I got a friend for you. I'm like, great. Let me know. Uh, let's. And the problem is when someone tries, people are really bad at setting people up. Mm -hmm. People, um, they dangle it. They make you feel like a loser. They make it seem like anyone they bring come that comes to mind should be someone you should be going out with. Yeah, that's my dad, for sure. Yeah. My dad was like, oh, there's a woman in Miami that wants to meet you. And I was like, do you have any more information? He was like, you're really picky. And I'm like, that's insane. That's insane. Like, <laughs> how like, does he like, know this woman in Miami? He just was like he had heard. But I'm like, you have to understand when you you know what people in relationships don't really take seriously is like how powerful it is. Like the the idea that you've thought of me for another person like that's what everyone wants. I like my friend. You like this person. So by the transitive property, we should enjoy each other's company at a minimum. Yeah. So and and so like these people who fix up people, you go. I can trust that enough, but I also like they and then they go, they're gorgeous. Well, let me see a picture because everyone's gorgeous to someone. You know, the <laughs> idea that, you know, like, like I'm, yeah. I'm not well, doubting that see. you think. Yeah, but I want to see like, like we all have tastes like the idea that like, like I have more information these days. So, you you know, the fix up never updated, you know, like the fix up. Everyone's like, no, right. you just go. And it's like, no, no, no. I have, you know, I'm the Google generation. I look up restaurants before I go. I'm not going on your fucking date with, you know, the mystery door number two. Like, right. I know every you know, fucking thing on the menu. Yeah. So it's like the idea that and, and then they make you the bad guy for even saying like, well, you're alone. You're well, a you're loser. So you should, you're so picky. You, yeah, so, and it's like, you're not picky. No, I'm I'm actually like looking for my stay. I'm not looking to waste my time. I'm not looking to waste the other person's time. So yeah. I like, you know, we we had this one episode where and I forgot the woman's name, but she was a professor. She is a professor and she talked about like this whole thing of like weak connections, weak links. Mm -hmm. And it's like best friends rarely fix you up. Your best friend knows you. It's usually like a friend of a friend yeah. that ends up introducing you to someone. Yeah. So so like the thing that I've always brought up and I think like in L.A. this might be a better thing. Like L.A. people have house parties more. But like, yeah, I always thought there should be this thing called a friend luck where to get into the party, you had to bring a friend like you would a potluck dinner. That's so great. Like, <laughs> That's fucking genius. 
right? So then yes. everyone brings a friend, but the friend isn't necessarily Does the friend have to be single. Gonna, friend has to be single, but you could also just a friend in general. You could do non-single friends because I do think, you know, and everyone that's like, I hate the apps. I don't want to be on them. Okay, well, what else can we do? Friend lock is like, let me meet new people. And oh, you're single. You know what? I know this guy. Uh, I know this woman. I know this. You know, it, it, it turns into that. That that's the conversation. That's oh, I went on this date. Brilliant. It was horrible. Yeah, and I think like you should people, do that. Host that. Well, then the other thing is then I have to have people at my you know studio apartment with like. Well, then yeah, right. because the. Here's the thing. All all ideas are pretty good. And then you're like, I got to fucking do this idea. You right. know, like the, the, the feedback becomes all my friends are married. OK, bring your married friends. Bring you know, your, like, yeah. I mean, I think that's a great idea. We'll do it when you're in L.A. We could do it at my house. Look at my house. I'm down at your house at, at your Farrah Fawcett <laughs> mansion in the hills. Yeah. I love it. That, I think that's a gr- that is such a good idea because you're right. It is like you're not always mining your friends for everyone they know. But when you present an opportunity that's easy, like it's a party. There'll be people there. Your friends will be there. Fucking bring someone. Let them connect. If they're in the same group, they're going to like transitive property, maybe enjoy each other, like you said. Absolutely. And it's like, that's why people, you know, the best meetings happen at pre-games. You know, the the party before the party. The best conversations happen at the cocktail hour. Yeah. You know, the, the the hookups happen at the, at the, the, the wedding hookups happen at, at, start at the cocktail hour and get, and then happen at the post-party, you know, whatever they have. Like if they have right. like the food, like the burgers late night and everyone yeah, the oohs in and, and out ahs. Oh yeah. The I two can't and believe out you guys end. got McDonald's. Oh my God. No one does this. Everyone does it. So like <laughs> the, so the, that's where the hookups happen. That's where the meetings happen. That's where the, Hey, I met this guy. What should I do happens? You know, right. like that's where the excitement comes in. So it's like, right. how do we create more? How do we create more 2am in, in and outs? How do we create more pregames? How do we create more opportunities for loose connections. And it's like, you know, so the people that down, delete the apps, like you can't delete the apps and then complain. That's the problem. Right. It's like not voting and then complaining about the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you, you just, you can't be in, people don't let you and they go, well, you know, especially to your friend who's run out of people to introduce you to. So right. all you're doing is making your friend feel bad for not introducing you. And so like, you know, you have to take some responsibility there as well. Yeah. Totally. And I think that environment also, it takes the pressure off of dating in a more traditional sense. It changes the energy. I'm like advocating for this. Like there's really a way to do it other than just set these up in your hometown and tag Jared. Yeah, well, set them up and go. I think also like trust in the day party, trust in the like going out Saturday night, eight o'clock overrated for dating. Okay. I think going out 4 p.m. With a group, doing the brunch, doing the things that get you out during daylight hours or talking hours are, are really, you know, I, I think that's, that we got to zig while people are zagging. Saturday night, eight o'clock, you're dealing with they, they basically let all the ravenous tigers out of the zoo to go eat a bunch of women. And it's like, that's not the right. focused man that you want to meet. This is for the ladies. I would say that a, a more. A, a more docile creature of a man is found at the brunch or found at the pregame. Right. A more docile man. And <laughs> and what do, what do we say for those who are like, I don't go to boozy brunch. Mm. This is, I'm putting my, this is my antisocial self. Sure. This is my introvert on the inside, putting her on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go to boozy brunch. I don't go out Saturday at eight o'clock. I'm not going to a club. I'm not going to a bar. I mean, I am in a relationship now. So maybe if I was mm-hmm. single, I would be doing that. But there's plenty of people I know who are like, that's not even their vibe. And if you're if that's not your vibe, then don't you need the dating app? Well, what do if you If you're do? not an alcoholic, well, do you need to well, be on a dating app? No, I don't think so. Well, you know, why does it have to be a boozy brunch? Why can't it just be right. out right. to brunch with some friends? I, you know, or like a lunch with friends is so underrated. Like yeah. you're talking, you're letting people know, you know, first of all, you feel like kind of your emotional cup. You see what, you know, I think a lot of people with dating, they become so on it. Mm-hmm. Where they treat it like a job where like they get in this weird zone of like rating people. You know, right. you're just like in full judgment when you're with your friends. There's no judgment. It just is. And you start to, you know, you can see you can kind of get your levels right to see what it feels like to be amongst your friends. And then yeah. like, I I don't know, like I, I it, this is all wholesome, sweet, stupid stuff. But it's also like, again, like diet and exercise, like, you know, to the person that's like. I don't go to brunch. I don't go to eight o'clock. What do you do? 
Right. What do you do? And, and, and if you're like, I don't do anything, let's say, well, okay, who would want to date you? You know, right. like, I, I, I don't, I don't totally. know. Like, or you got to play in traffic if you want to get hit. So maybe it's time yes. to like, you know, I, I hate to be the guy that's like, join a, a, a club or something. But like, if you like reading books, where are you reading the books? Totally. It, it all, you're, you're right. The, I mean, it's right. You're, you have, what you just said is it's exactly that. It's like, if you're not doing anything, why would anyone want to date you? Yeah. And listen, I don't do much. I, I go out, but I'm out doing shows. So like, that's I guess the, I do comedy, the, you know, the, so. the, what I end up having is that I'm just like, I get to perform at night and that's a, yeah. I mean, but do you date fans? No, not really. I mean like fans. I, I don't know. Like, I it's know. like people at shows. You know, like, uh, do you people engage- at show- yeah. Yeah. I would go out and hang out. I mean, like sometimes it's, it's what sucks about it is sometimes like I'm down to go out and, hang out after a show if someone's like yeah we're at this bar it's a lot of fun but sometimes it turns into like another show you know like i i'm tired after the shows i i do an hour hour 15 whatever it is yeah i'm like you know and i want to like sit and hang out so like again but that's anybody like any random person that wants to hang out you might not be like a good social interaction (laughs) so right right you know you're you're taking chances like so you don't know and and also like you know, after a show, some people are like, we're going out dancing. We're going to go party. This is our big night. And it's like, <laughs> I can't, every night can't be my big night, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. No, I totally get that. Have you seen Love is Blind? Love is Blind. Not season two yet. I'm, I'm, I'm Oh, you got it. I'm waiting. It. I'm saving it like, like good leftovers, you know, like oh, I, okay. I, I, for I need, a rainy day. I, I, yeah, I need it, but I, I, and I'm figuring out what I'm going to do with it. Like I, I yell at the bachelor. I think I want to do some version of that for Love is Blind. So I got to figure out how to etch out the time. We almost need to blindfold you so that you can really have the reveal as well. When you see them meet each other, that could be kind of good so that you're in there kind of experiencing it as they are. I love Love yeah. is Blind. I love it, too. I think it's an updated version of The Bachelor. I think it's uh, more realistic just because it's like anytime you see them with cell phones, you know, the you know, the, the beginning. I watched the first season and I'm like, oh, you know, they have Again, they have the game. Let's fuck with people. So it's like, let's make them blind. Then they get engaged. But it really turned it. Yeah. You know, like and then then it turned into an actual realistic dating show, because then when they go live together and see what they're like and have their cell phones and, and those are interesting things like the idea that The Bachelor gets engaged to a woman before he's ever seen how she interacts with Instagram is fucking crazy. Totally. If I don't yeah. fucking see your profile grid and what sort of sh- what sort of filters you're using. Yeah, I got to see what's going on. We yeah. This relationship <laughs> won't have legs. All right. A few questions from listeners. Awesome. What is a good amount of time to hang out with your significant other when you live with them? We both work from home thanks to the pandemic, and I feel like we're just always together. I love him, but it's a lot. Yeah, I, I hear that. It is a lot. I, I, I think it's normal to like, here's what's abnormal. You planning a time with your friends and them getting mad about it. So, so it, it's normal to plan some dinners and, or, you know, to go out with a couple of girlfriends or a couple of guy friends, whatever. And saying, I'll see you after the, I'll see you afterwards. Like, yeah. I think that's totally normal and worth it. And that gets you out of the house. That gets you around different people. That gets you getting dressed, not for just the same guy, which is, you know, I get why that gets old. And, and, and also, it makes you excited to see them again, you know, totally. like, totally. so I think to to that person, like, I think anytime you're like scheduling shit, you need to go to counseling. Like anytime, like it's like scheduling, like, scheduling <laughs> time with your partner, you mean, or scheduling no, just like if they've, it sounds like these people have just recently moved in. I'm living under yes. that type of yes, thing. It's I like, would, the, I would the, think uh, that. yeah. So like, and you're trying to get used to it and you said you're at home together a lot, especially work from home, which can be, Again, a big part of this, too. But it's like the idea that you need to discuss this now, like, okay, let's get out the calendars and you're going to be in the house on this date and I'm going to be in the house. If you need that this early on, like it's time to like bring in someone to talk you guys through this. But if it's like, hey, like I, I think like taking a more like a more purposeful route, it's like make your plans to go hang with friends. Right. You could get out to of the your house. Schedule. You do it. Yeah, you do it. You and go out and then let the, the relationship kind of fall in the not like that it's a second priority, but when you do you, you're committed to you. Then the relationship can kind of flow in that and, space. 
yeah and then you know maybe they're like well why are you leaving and you're like wow we have an issue here like right Let, so you're like bring that up yeah you're, you you could smoke out the problem smoke that comes from you know like totally that's a great fucking way of putting it like let that just mm -hmm. fucking rise to the surface and then you can deal with yeah. exterminating that shit yeah i see you too much i'm gonna leave the house i got friends that i'm gonna hang out with right, right how does that go totally agree on that oh this one is interesting what do you think about couples that sleep in separate beds due to sleeping stuff like snoring, tossing, or she gets hot when she sleeps? <laughs> I, I think it's great. If that's the reason, then that's great. Like, I always thought there should have been every, ha every household should have three bedrooms. One for me, one for you, and one for all the other stuff. So, yeah. like, you know, Liz, we should all be so rich, you know, to have three bed. Uh, we have a six bedroom home. You know, like two for the kids, <laughs> right, right. you know, like <laughs> one for Monday, so, one for Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. So when it comes to like snoring or they're hot, like, listen, I get that. Like, and also like just because our parents were miserable doesn't mean we have to be, you know, right. just because your mom. Right. <laughs> like, just because everyone around us is doomed and doesn't do anything differently. Like we can try something and see if we get different results. Yeah, we I had someone email in about like their husband's snoring issues mm -hmm. is why they slept in. They couldn't even go on like vacation. And I'm like, well, what level of like, will he try to make this work? Right. Is there, you know, right. like, and has he gone to a doctor? Has he like, is he trying to like work with you on this? Like, you know, it's different to be like, I snore. So goodbye. than to go, I've tried <laughs> right. everything. Like we've tried a bunch of things. This is the solution that works for us. You know, we're just, we're going to give it a shot. You know, I think right. that's a different thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I second all of that. I mean, it's funny that you do get judgment, though. When I hear when I hear from certain people, oh, we don't sleep in the same room. There's like shock and horror. But of it's course, like, when it's not fucking doing it. Look at her setup. She has her own fucking house. Yeah, well, it, it, it's these shocked people that like ruin every conversation. That's why people turn to podcasts like this. Like, you know, like, hey, let me hear two people be reasonable. You know, like, right, and, right, right, right. you know, when people started, oh, my, like, who are you? The fucking neighbor in the sitcom? Like, go fuck off. Like, yeah, you're yeah we so sleep right. in different rooms. Like, like, we sleep in different rooms. I, my question wouldn't be, oh, my God, it would be, well, what happened? Why? You know, right. like, and then the more someone explains something, the more you see if it's a reasonable, justifiable thing or if it's something that they've convinced themselves into because they don't have to deal with their shitty relationship. Right. Right. That's the difference. <laughs> My girlfriend is so basic and only eats like deli meat and pizza. I like sushi, trying new food and different cuisines. I feel like I can't eat any food with her. What do I do? Yeah, this I've would be actually, tough for me. I've met some people like this where they like really don't go to like restaurants. They have like a few restaurants they'll go to. And it's like, that's a fucking pain in the ass, honestly. Yeah. And it's like, what else do you do? You know, like I, I <laughs> so much, like so much from my Boca, so we're gonna right. need to hear that one again. Yeah, like I, all we do is eat. Like I, I used to do a joke about because a girlfriend got mad at me. She's like, all we do is eat, drink, and have sex. I'm like, I'm not sure what else there is. Like what I don't else know. Is there? Yeah. So like, you I want us to go this, swimming, right? Like, uh, are we a hiking couple now? Like, I. I so if you don't eat together, that's like a third of like the things you could do. So I think this person, their issue isn't as much the food as much as the, hey, this is a big part of the schedule that right. we're missing now. It's like, you know, because what's frustrating is like they're sitting there being like, they're basic. Get that out of here. It's not about basic. It's about like, right. hey, I want to do stuff with you. And one of the things that we could like, you just took a whole category out of the mix. So yeah, can you work brutal. with me on this? Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I feel for this person. I feel for them, too. I mean, it's different if she will go to a restaurant and find something to eat. That's different. Yes. Than, but God, I fucking hate going to restaurants with people that are like, I can't really eat what's on the menu or they're like, or they don't want to enjoy the, re the restaurant like that fucking yeah. kills me. That's the experience is like trying things and judging things. And was it good? Did we like this? What is the best thing that we got? What's the worst thing that we got? What would we get again? What wouldn't we get again? Like, these are all like things that fill up a relationship. Like, I, these I was are talking the pillars of a marriage. Did you like yes. the chicken? Did you like the Exactly. And it's like I, I overheard like a couple talking once and it was so boring that I like wanted to like 
run out into traffic. But I was like, and then that is a relationship though. Like you got to fill the time. Like yeah. you, it's just and, and until you have kids, you know, and then you're talking about baby formulas and you're just staring at a fucking blob that's sleeping. Like, I know, you know, so it's like, again, to this person, I feel for them more than anything. Cause I'm like, Ugh, you got a long day ahead of you. That's <laughs> an uphill battle. I know you and, got yeah, three and, meals ahead of you. Yeah. And if they only eat deli meat, then they probably don't really like to have a cocktail. I would assume Right. And I, or they only drink one cocktail to get super fucked up so they don't eat. Like this is this is definitely know, a, white, a white claw. I think deli meat and a white claw. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the rest of your life. Here's the other thing. I you know, people go. So many people are like, oh, I was blindsided by a breakup. No, this person looked at being with you with this the rest of their lives. And they said, no, I'm going to do something else. <laughs> right? It's as simple as that. <laughs> I was blindsided. <laughs> Yeah, they mm. checked it out. They rented a movie. They watched it. They don't want to keep watching it forever. Yeah, Fine. You'll blind. find someone who's excited you, about you. Or you'll find another bl- deli meat kid. <laughs> you were blindsided by the reality that they didn't see getting buried next to you when they died? Yeah. Uh, is the, the option? No. Right. Do you want to have kids, Jared? Absolutely. I got to fuck up someone else. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> what is your timeline on that? Do you have one? I, I really envy that men don't need a timeline as much as women. You know, it, it's it's not that we don't think of timelines. It's just it's not as like thrown at us from. I mean, you guys get it. Like eighteen people are on fucking your ass. I remember. Like, but it, it also is not biological. We What's don't that? like our periods. We have a certain no, I, window to have babies. No, I I listen. It is biological. Like when people like get. I, I don't know if anyone gets angry at that. I'm not sure. It's that sounds like a subject that would make people angry. But like now that you can freeze eggs, like that's nice too. But I, I guess. you know, that's but that co- that costs though. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive. So that's right. like you know, you have to be a, in a form of privilege to be able to like do that thing. Right. But I, I just remember being in college and the senior women that we like hung out with started calling themselves the grandmas, and you're like, and you're like, so annoying. I totally but, know the girls you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. oh, we're the grandmas now. No one wants to hang with us, and it's like, I remember then, like, girls men, doing that. Right. And the men never I, it was such a foreign thing because the dude like even 30 year old guys are like, I'm young. You know, like it's like right. you know, men don't really say like I remember calling my dad old once and he was like, whoa, whoa, easy there. <laughs> you know, like you're like you're a dad with a 30 year old kid. What are you talking? About? You're old. You know, totally. so it's like, men don't really feel their age. But I have you know, I ended a relationship recently and. You know, part of that was kind of coming to terms with like, you know, I'm 37 now and it's like you do count on your fingers. Like if I met someone today, you don't get married for another two years. Now you're having a kid at 40. Now I'm the, you know, I'm going to be a 50 year old with a 10 year old kid. You know, you start you start counting the the, the on your fingers a little bit more than I ever have before. But I, I definitely didn't do that until this relationship ended and it doesn't weigh me, but I'm also like tired. Like I'm like, done. you know, I'm tired of like the whole thing. Like you just want someone that like you, you just want it to work and be right. And I think like the male fear is for for me. I'll speak for me, but I think I'm an average dude. So like I think it's I can't be so far away if, if from anyone else. But it's like that idea that like you've buttoned up shirt, the shirt of life wrong. Like I, I buttoned up the shirt and I missed a button. Now I got to go down the shirt, rebutton the shirt. And it's like, I don't want to be older divorce guy in a bar trying to connect with like, like, you know, some woman out of my age range about Zendaya, you know, like I don't want to <laughs> do Zendaya. Totally. Yeah, you, you, I think you want to get it right first. And I think, you know, when a lot of the women that I've been with, they say they're blindsided is because they're willing to just work on anything or not anything, but like on most things that are fine mm-hmm. because at least they got something in front of them. Yeah. You know, like and I and I and because they don't want to be alone. They don't want to never button up the shirt at all, so right. to speak. So. Right. And I understand that, too. And so it's it, 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 I am, you know, I, I, I guess you call that a fear of commitment from me. But I think fear of commitment is like totally normal. Like this idea that like, you know, it's not going to be the right dynamic that you could be locked in a prison of your own making. 
mm-hmm. is very um, scary to me. Terrifying. Do you? But yeah. you see yourself married, right? I do. I, I I do. But then, I you know, it's it's interesting. I do, and then I'm sure someone like if they someone who has dated me would be like that guy's fucking out of his mind. He's you know he's fucking he doesn't do the right things or does, I'm not like you know you know I, I it's interesting that I'm like yeah I'd like to get married but like I, and then I I'm sitting here looking at my studio apartment like with with hats everywhere I'm like I'm so far away <laughs> like, like this is a lid store <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah I live in lids yeah so like I I how much do I have to change of my lifestyle to be someone who is ready for marriage instead of just saying I'm ready for marriage you know ready for that you know what I mean? And I think that's a, that's yeah. where I kind of look in the mirror and and have these. And these are very we're taping this on a Monday. These are very much Monday thoughts. And as opposed to, you know, Thursday thoughts when I'm like, I should have a third vodka soda. You deserve it. You know, like, <laughs> right, right, right. very 100 <laughs> percent. Do guys think about I mean, 37, I would imagine a guy starts to think about it. But I know guys in their 20s are thinking about this last or at least I would think so. Are you like, listen, I want this in three years or you're just like, I'm on this road and I see it for myself. But you don't give yourself a, see, a deadline. Maybe I should, you know, but I don't. I, I I say maybe I should because maybe that would make me a more purposeful person, you know, like because mm-hmm. I, I am naturally lazy. I think a lot of men are lazy. Like that's why Bumble to me is like the dumbest oh, dating app in the internet. Oh. But we're gonna oh, say the no, best because they reach yeah, out to you. Well, yeah, men love it, but I'm saying it's not really a great. It doesn't really serve to, you know, like oh, uh, yeah, the, totally. the strengths. Of, it doesn't serve to anyone's strength. You have women out of their in their biggest weakness of like uh, serving their weakness initiating. of like uh, initiating, and you have these men serving their weakness of laziness and being like, yeah, I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like you know, a guy your whole life like make the move, ask her out be a man, you know, and then all of a sudden this app comes and it's like, oh, I don't have to do anything, you know, so it's like, but I, I, you know, I think if I gave myself a timeline, I would act more purposefully and that's a something I've been talking about a lot in my own life. So maybe that is a better strategy than it'll happen when I see it. And it's like, well, you've been doing that for a few years too, you know, or you, right. before, you know, it didn't work out. I, so yeah, the kid thing is just, do you want to have kids? I, are, you, are you guys going to? So this is like a big thing that I've been talking about on on here and in my life is just that my girlfriend is 35. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend wants to have kids yesterday. Mm. And there's two things are that are 28. Mm. You're not married. You're not married. I'm not married. But it's in my favor that she's so committed to having children that she would want to like she would want to be the primary caregiver. Like being mm. at home and raising children. And that's not to say I won't be here and participating. I want to be engaged and connected, but I don't want to deprioritize my career in the same way that when my parents were raising us, my dad went to work. I don't have a nine to five, but I'm yeah. willing to get one to not spend time with the children. <laughs> it's very, yeah. I, I'm I, like, I'm going to go into <laughs> finance, I think, yeah, to not be around. Time, it, it, <laughs> but if you, but if you, had, seven. but if you had kids, you would most likely get to continue your stand up, get to be out at night. You wouldn't take a sabbatical from stand up to raise a kid. You would have a wife. No, but I. Well, this is the other thing. I grew up in a family where my dad was around all the time. My mom was around all the time. Like I, I wouldn't feel comfortable being like, okay. Good luck with, you know, good Job luck with the breastfeeding. <laughs> Gotta go. You know, I, I wouldn't feel I think that's what's held me back a lot from committing is is knowing because, what like, you would I sacrifice. Wanna, well, knowing that, like, I want to make sure the the career is in order. I think that's a lot of male men out there, too. Like, the way I you're feel talking that way is about, very, yeah, I'm like, I want to make sure she's she's like, why do you prioritize your career? I'm like. I want to be in a place where everything's fucking set up. I don't want to have to be yeah. stressed, worrying. I want to know that it's good. Yeah, I want to be be able to go and do my job really well instead of being desperate. You know, right. and and I think desperation is in what we do. Not a good look. Doesn't mm-hmm. really work well. It's gonna kill you. Make you put you put you in the ground a lot sooner than later. And yeah, I, I feel you on that completely. Like I think that's like. I, you know, that's why I do all the things that I do. I'm like running around like a chicken with his head cut off. But I'm like, 
But then it's like you have to be able to pull it back to do mm -hmm. the other, to have a full life, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and then it's like, you know, I think a baby could fit in for me where alcohol fits in. You know, like if I, if I stop me, drinking, well, yeah. it's like, you know, you go out and get drunk on a Sunday night. It's like, okay, instead of that, I'll wake up early on Monday and I can care for the child. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I, have, <laughs> yeah, I have a, I, I think alcohol gets in the way for me a lot too, because I, I'll have drinks and then you're tired and you're worn out. You know, like that's a part of it. People too. love drinking. Are you not a drinker? No, I'm not. Never? Mm I drank in college you, and I felt like shit. And I was like, I, I smoke know. pot. I smoke pot. Okay. Because I was going to say, how do you stop thinking of everything going on in your life? Oh, I smoke pot. Minutes? Totally. But yeah. the thing is, I like pot better because I get out of my head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. totally out of my head. It's zero calories and I don't feel like shit the next day. And yeah. Believe me. If I could, if alcohol was zero calories, I would be seven pounds. I would literally be... <laughs> I would be seven pounds. Seven pounds. I, I like a Paloma once in a while. I like some tequila, yeah. but okay. I don't like to. I feel like shit the next day. Usually my hangovers are bad. You have bad hangovers. Mm, not no. really. Like no. I've been, I've, okay. no, I, I get them if I take time off and then I drink again. See, I think you're getting it because you're not drinking enough. You know, you, you have to drink right, more. Right, right, right. I have a weak get, you know, Jewish you stomach. Uh, oh, I have that too. I mean, I you have know, that. I have a horrible Jewish I mean, stomach. It's so funny how many jokes I have that like end with like me being like da 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 fart joke, you know, like I <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like and and there's a piece of me that I'm like, yeah, no, this is a big part of my life is running to the toilet frantically, you know. Right. No. Oh my God. I have Crohn's disease. You do? I probably yeah, have undiagnosed something, but you, that, yeah. so you're in that. But I'm in remission, but I used to be that way. And by the way, is that iced coffee? Because that is the death of everyone with with anything with their stomach. It is a black iced tea. That's a little softer on the stomach, but iced coffee. But I drink a lot. I, I drink a lot of coffee. Me too. And it's no wonder we're both anxious. We're running to the bathroom. We can't right? we can't stay in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why am I having these issues as you're chugging a Red Bull coffee? Yeah. <laughs> having heart palpitations, like our hearts giving out. We're like, we should move to Boca. I'm excited for the next chapter of, do you see the next chapter of the J Train podcast being like a fatherhood podcast 10 years from now? <laughs> I So I changed the podcast a little bit. I made Mondays is like advice. So people write in with advice. And then okay. Thursdays is luxury lounge, which basically during I the saw pandemic. That. Yeah. You got to come on. You, you would love it. It's, it's, please, please. It, it's um, basically people write in with their complaint. During the pandemic, there was a there was another pandemic going on. And the other pandemic that that went alongside covid was people taking a holier than thou stance against any complaint that would happen. So it's like if you had a complaint about, you know, how the towel. You? Yeah. How dare you? Have anything wrong in your life at all that isn't... People are dying, Kim. People are dying. Exactly. So I created a safe space called the Luxury Lounge where people can write in with any complaints that they want. And it doesn't have to be a rich one. doesn't have to be... Uh, it doesn't... It can be. It can be frivolous. It can be... Whatever complaint you have will be taken at face value in the lounge. And I and my guests... In the we, lounge? That's so we, good. We, we shut the door. The piano's playing. There's a lot of rich mahogany. It's a lot of pillows. And, you know, people have really gotten into it like to the point where I can't believe it so this is the evolution of J train is is to create places where you can air things out in a non-judgmental space so whether it be your your dating or advice questions or you come to the lounge and you complain that your wedding ring is too big and you work in you know you you work in social work and it's like how do I deal with this huge fucking rock when I walk into my social work job? We had that email once. And like that that's is amazing. The, that is the the juice of the luxury lounge. So I I that's kind of where I'm going with that episode. But I do think, you know, we take lifestyle questions too. But dating is, you know, I think it ages with the audience. You know, the I get a lot more married questions now. I get a lot more like friend questions and you know, especially like bachelor, bachelorette party questions like, hey, like, you know, you can feel the audience aging from I mean, I've been doing the podcast for nine or 10 years almost. And 
Wow. In the, be- in the beginning, it was dudes writing in like, how do I hook up? You know, like, and now it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. very different. Where can people find you, Jared? Instagram at Jared Freed. So, yeah, and I'm on the road. I'm I'm in Pittsburgh next week. If anyone's listening in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. But if you go to JaredFreed.com, that's all my dates. And then, um, yeah, Jared Freed on Instagram. I never shut the fuck up. So it's all on there. Great. Thank you for doing the show, Jared. Of course. Thanks for having me. 